Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I'm telling you what, man, this this month about praise, thanksgiving, giving of thanks, worshiping God, man, how eye-opening this is, man. I want you to go with me to Psalms 101 in the Passion Translation again. Man, this thing, this will change your life. If you could get Psalms 101, especially in the, the Passion, because, man, it just really, I don't know, it just reads really good. And you get this in you, I promise you, your life will change forever. Look at what it says here. Now, it says, lift up. Now, this is a, a song of thanksgiving, okay? Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Now, right there, you got, listen, worship is in silence. This is what you people got to get, man. You got to start training yourself to be a worshiper. That's why, you know, sometimes you come to church and we got worship. And man, sometimes we just, as a church, man, we got to force ourselves to get into it. You know, I mean, the worship team's phenomenal. The songs are awesome. But man, I'll tell you what, sometimes you look at the crowd, you're like thinking like, are these people getting it? And it's important that you understand this, that you, you worship isn't an option Worship is a decision. Like, I'm not going to come in there and be all quiet. Lift up a great shout. That ain't quiet, man. Well, you know, I'm not a shouter. Well, you better learn to become one. I'm just, see, this is what I'm saying. This is training you. This is why we talk about this. Well, I don't get excited about that. You better go figure out why you're not excited. I'm going to show you something here, right? I'm going to teach you something. I, um, I went through a season when I was like, man, God, I don't even know if I'm worshiping you right, you know? Um, God came to me one time. I was getting ready to do a series, and um, I, 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 I woke up in the middle of the night, and, God, and that's what I heard. Worship isn't praise, and praise isn't worship. I was like, what in the heaven's that? Worship isn't worship is praise, and praise isn't worship. So I got up in the morning, you know, and I said, man, I told Pastor Liz, I said, you know, you're the worship leader. That She was the worship leader at that time. You know, and I said, what, what's the difference between praise and worship? You know, and she gave me, you know, some decent answer, but it wasn't really what I was looking for, which I knew I had to get it from God. And, you know, I kind of looked at stuff. And the Lord said to me, you know, later on, I said, what's the difference between praise and worship? He said, praise is what you do when I show up and worship is what you give me before I ever move. So you praise him, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he did it. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And worship, you give him before he ever moves. I worship you. And Brother Norval, he wrote a book on worship. And when he came to church one time, he said, you worship him. And I was like, what did he say? You worship him. You know, he was saying it quick, you know, that Tennessee draw. He'd be like, worship, worship. You got to worship him. I was like, worship, wash him? What did you say? Worship. You got to worship the Lord. What I learned was, oh, I get it. This is not an emotion. This is a decision. So a lot of people think like, well, I don't like the music. Well, the music should not be the determining factor whether you worship and praise God. 
well, I don't like the singers. Well, the singers are not the determining factor of whether you worship God. So I, I didn't like my level of worship. Now listen to this. This is going to change some of your lives. So you know what I did? I got, I got aggressive with myself. And I did this, and I'm not recommending this, but, you know, whatever works for you. I got annoyed with myself. So you know what? I was going to church back then. So this is what I decided to do. I said, here's what I'm doing. Once a quarter, I'm going to take a whole Saturday and fast and pray. I did this. Man, something ain't right with my heart with worship when it comes to the Lord. And I was like, bump this, I'm breaking through, I don't like this. Because I'd come to church and I'd let the, I'd let the, you know, the atmosphere, yeah, well, you know, that was a good song, or I didn't have it in me. So I, I, would, I would get up Saturday morning, man, I did this at least, a couple, man, a lot. Like, not a lot, a lot, but enough. I took one year, and every one Saturday a quarter, that's four times a year, I just, I said, I'm keeping my worship right. Okay, so I got up, prayed in tongues, and fasted. And I was like, God, work with my heart. All day long, quiet, still. I didn't like pray all day. You know, I'd pray a little bit, kind of fade out a little bit, kind of, you know, just chill out, lay, just lay there, relax. Jesus, Jesus moving my heart with this worship thing. Oh, Oh, Jesus, I worship you. Teach me how to be a worshiper. Break through the layers of my heart. Break through the layers of my mind. Jesus, I worship you. I worship you. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you. Now, you don't have to take all day, but what's your life going to look like if you start asking God to help you? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I was going, at that time, I was going to Orlando Christian Center. It's called OCC, Benny Hinn. Now, I don't, you like Benny, you don't like Benny. I don't really care, whatever. He's a great man of God, whatever. But I went there because the, the, the place was electric. You know, we used to go to church. I said this today. It's funny. We used to go to church because of the presence of God. Now people go for the aesthetics. You know, we used to go because when you walked in the room, you knew you were going to be changed forever. Now we got a bunch of communication in the body of Christ. I used to be scared sometimes to walk into church. You hear what I said? Scared. Power of God was so thick in there. You used to go see great men of God and women of God with God on them. Now we go to be entertained and see how they do the parking lot for crying out loud and, and all this other nonsense. That I, you, you could say whatever you want to say. I don't even care what you say. I, bet I was in a meeting one time with Oral Roberts. Oh, my God. I went to go see Lester Summerall. I was so mad. I left that meeting. We went to eat. I was kicked. I literally kicked the door at Denny's. That's how mad I was. I was like, I went to go open the door, and I just kicked the bottom of it. I was so frustrated. Because Lester Summerall gets up and starts talking about invading China, smuggling Bibles, and going to Bil Bilbo, Philippines, and the girl that was bitten by devils and cast the devil. That church is still going now. Brother John just went to the, the, that church just, to, just when he left. I and mean, can you believe this stuff? And I'm like, I ain't doing nothing for God. I'm at stupid Denny's eating pancakes or whatever it was. And this guy changed the world. I was frustrated because my gift wasn't, wasn't out there, you know, doing what I was supposed to be doing. He agitated me, man. But I was freaking out. There was a place was electric. I was in a room. 
I've been in, oh my God, I've been in a room with guys, men of God, your hair on your head stands up. The power of God's so strong in there. Brother Hagen and Brother Norval and Lester Summer, Oral Roberts, Kenneth Cope. I was in a meeting with Kenneth Copeland. He freaked me out, man. He was just preaching and ripping through the atmosphere. T.L. Osborne, the power of God was so strong in there. The people came flooding out of the building like I don't even know what happened, man. And I, there was weight in the room. God, men, men and women with God on them. Now we want to go, you know, oh, let's see how big this screen is. A break. But whatever. So I, I do this fasting and praying thing. I'm not kidding you. I got up that morning and drove to go to church, and I sat there up in the front. And for 25, 30 minutes, my, I was on my tippy toes worshiping God. I was so into it. I was so pumped. It felt so good. And, and I knew, I said, I got the breakthrough here. I got the breakthrough here. And I didn't care what anybody in the road was doing. I was lost, man. I was like, tip of my toes, hands in the air. I knew I broke through a level, level of my flesh. That's the problem. These people come in there all fleshed out, loaded up on Netflix and nonsense. And then you come in here like, oh, worship God. I got to get through 52 layers of craziness to get somebody to worship God. And then you come in here and you got people like this. I'm not excited. I don't don't get excited about this stuff. Yeah, you don't get excited because you're half dead spiritually. This is going to be a good one. I can feel it. Well, you know, I don't really get, I don't really get what they're doing. You, you don't get what they're doing because your candle is dull. Your candle's dull because you're insensitive to God's spirit because the Bible says, shout with a great shout of joy. The church is disobedient in this realm of worship because we bring God what we want to bring God. God didn't tell you bring me some whisper. He said, if you don't cry out, a rock's going to take your place. I'm telling you what, God is going to start dealing with the church. He's going to shake the church. Let me tell you right here now, because the church is a country club. Well, I come as I am and do what I want to do. Well, you know, Pastor Chris, I'm not going to go to church like that because you're not going to tell me to come in here. And this problem is people, you need to go to bed early and be ready to come to church and worship Jesus. This is ridiculous, man. And you say, well, Pastor Chris, you know, oh. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Crazy. Nuts. I'm telling you, I'm looking for this thing. Look at this. You're going to love this. Psalms 101 too. It is. Shout. As you serve him, be glad. And worship him. And be what? You're supposed to be glad. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Are we doing this? Are we doing any of this stuff? Right? Lift up a great shout. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. That's verse one. Right? Oh, that's cute. 
as you serve him. Look at this. Be glad and worship him. Oh, okay, now I got to be glad. He didn't say be mad. He didn't say be sad. He said be glad. Oh, my God. Woo-hoo. Look at this. Be glad. Be glad. Look at this one. Look at this one. Oh, my God. Sing your way into his presence with joy. My God in heaven. And realize, listen to this, and realize what this really means. What's it really mean? We have the privilege of worshiping God, the Lord our God, for he is our creator, and we belong to him, and we are the people of his pleasure. You can pass, listen to this, you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right in. Password of what? Praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come. Bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. The password of what? Praise. Did you get that? The password of praise. For the Lord. Woo! Is what? For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. And he is what? Famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promise to every generation. Ain't that good? Is that not good? Man. So write this down. Praise is giving you access to God at a greater level. Praise is giving access to God at a greater level. There's one gate, there's one entrance, and there's one way in. If you want to approach God any other way, you got to go through the way he told you. This is big, man. And I think this is what happens sometimes with this stuff is that people don't get this, right? Because look what it says. Okay, this is important, right? We're supposed to come to God when we need him. Look at Hebrews 4.14, passion. I'm getting excited about this stuff. So then, so then we must cling in faith to all we know to be true. We have a magnificent king priest, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who rose into the heavenly realm for us and now sympathizes with us in our frailty. He understands humanity, for as a man, our magnificent king priest was tempted in every way, just as we are, and conquered sin. So now come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned and receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. Listen to this. The gate you come through to approach God is thanksgiving, and the court you enter in is praise. Man, oh man. I'm going to say that again. You better write that down. The gate you 
come through to approach God is thanksgiving. And the court you enter in is praise. See? So watch this. So if you skip in praise and you skip in worship, now I'm going to tell you right now. If you're skipping this element and coming into God's presence, you're not guaranteed to get in there. Now listen, listen. I know in church, sometimes like I get it. Like people are like, well, you know, I went to praise and I came to praise and you know, I'm not just down with all that, you know, or you know, you got every excuse in the book. You know, everybody got, it's loud. You know, I don't like it. It's this, it's that. Man, I'm like, relax, chill out, right? You can find, man, I've been in this, I've been to places, man, it's like a rock concert, man. Your ears are ringing when you get out the place. You know what I mean? I mean, you know what? But I also do it in the football games where my ears were ringing. And when I went home at night and I laid down, you could still hear the thing in your head because it was so loud in that stadium. You know what I mean? So, come on, I get it. I understand there's a little bit of this. I'm not knocking nobody. But you know what I'm saying. You can still get in the place, even in the building. But beyond this, beyond the church world, what about when you get up in the morning and pray? You got the element of praise? The gate you come through to approach God is thanksgiving, and the court you enter into is praise. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory to God. Right? It's much more. It's plain to see that if you skip the praise and worship part in your personal life, you're going to get to a place where it's the, it's the opening of the gate. It softens the soil of your heart. Now, here's a question. How do I make this personal, and how can I incorporate praise and thanksgiving in my everyday life, giving me access to God? I got news for you. You know how? Practice. That, you have to, remember there was a book back in the day, Practicing the Presence of God? Sounds so stinking bad, doesn't it? Like, I have to practice the presence of God? You better believe it, because it's not, it's not an automatic response. It's, a, it's not a, um, um, it's an acquired desire. You have to acquire it. It's not just going to happen automatically just because you're a Christian. How can you incorporate praise in your everyday? Easy. You can start practicing it, okay? You can praise God before you go to prayer. You can thank God before you can go to get prayer. You can sing to him before you pray. You can praise him before you open your Bible. You can turn on praise music if you got it. I don't care what you got to do. I used to do this, man, back in the day. I'm going to show you why I'm kind of dating myself. But, you know, way back in the day, I put, used to put the cassette in there and hit it, and I'd be like learning songs just to sing. And then one time, oh, my God, you're going to believe this one. You know, I used to think I was nuts, you know, back in the beginning of this. Um, so God said, uh, I was singing, I was singing these songs, and then one time I really felt like the Spirit of God was like, sing the Psalms. I said, this is going to be nuts. Sit here and sing the Psalm? Yeah, he goes, sing the Psalm. I could have swear to you, man, I heard God tell me to sing a Psalm. So I sang a Psalm. Then one time he said, make up your own song. Should have seen that mess. 
It was a complete mess. You know, I was like, oh, God, I worship you. You're great. You're awesome. I felt like just thinking of, um, um, like a comedian almost. You know what I mean? I had to get beyond my mental picture. I'm like, he said, no, you're supposed to sing a song and make a melody in your heart. Does that make sense? So there I was making up songs. Oh, I worship you, Jesus. You know, and I'd be like, I'll be practicing God's presence. I worship you. I worship you, right? Why? Because you could turn on this. You got to till up the soil of your heart. And this is the reason why. Because praise and thanksgiving changes you. I've seen so many people's lives change and seen some of the hardest hearts melt because I've seen all this stuff happen because someone allowed praise and worship to come out of them, and while you allow God to flow through you, it changes your relationship, it changes your heart, it changes your mindset, it changes everything in, in uh, every part of you, because here's the thing, your focus shifts from what's going on in your life unto the Lord, and I'm going to tell you what else happens, you shift from your problems to solutions, from the pain to the promises, from the hurt to the hope, from the help to get there, it starts moving in your life. It starts transforming your life. Praise starts becoming, and thanksgiving starts becoming an area of relationship, and it stops becoming a place of ritual. That's Psalm 81.10. I am the Lord your God. King James says it. Psalms 81.10. Praise is a relationship. It's not a ritual. I am the Lord your God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Fill it with what? <coughs> well, whatever you got to put in it. You know what I'm saying? If you need confession, God asked simply for you to be obedient when it comes to praise and worship. It's not about the building, it's about the relationship. It's not about the worship set, it's about the relationship. It's not about the, 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 the I don't know, remember when they came into the mountain and they said, oh, over here is where we're supposed to worship. Jesus said, you're supposed to worship God in spirit and truth. That ain't a building, it's a heart. So here's my question to you, and this is big tonight. Where is your heart need to be adjusted when it comes to worship? And ain't that true, what I was saying? Man, it'll work on me. I've, I've been to some pretty churches, man. I know you have too. But I got news for you. Yeah, I didn't feel the Spirit of God in some of them places. So this ain't being like, uh, you know, if I'm in the right atmosphere, it's going to worship's going to be great. No, you are the atmosphere. And if you don't yield, and I'll tell you what, I said this today, man. This is funny. Brother hey, Kenneth Hagin was probably one of the greatest yielders to the Spirit of God i ever seen in my life. The guy just knew how to yield to God from spending all those time with God. You got to walk in here every Sunday getting ready to yield. You got to walk in here every Sunday to surrender. It's not supposed to... Worship is not supposed to reflect the atmosphere we're in. It's supposed to basically reflect the Christ that's in us. 
Does that make sense? Like, oh, I went in there, man. They were playing this banging music. It was so good. I got my hands in the air. I rejoiced. That's cool. But here's what I'm saying. Was your heart in it? You know what I mean? You know, sometimes I wonder, is it a rock concert or is it a worship service? Look, I'm not knocking it, man. I like music, but sometimes it's just, it's, it's a thing. I'm just saying. You know, we got all the, you know, like, oh, you got a fog machine. You got laser lights. Man, God can move with a stupid fog machine and stupid lights. He don't care about his stuff. God can move in the middle of anywhere. Move in your living room, man. This ain't about laser lights and fog and, uh, you know, effects and all that stuff. Man, I'm telling you right here now. You could be basically looking at true praise doesn't come from the, the room. It comes from your heart. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you got to make this thing personal, man. Any relationship is going to need a level of, of, of cultivation to communicate. And our relationship with Jesus needs to be communicated, not just privately, but publicly through our affirmations. So when you were singing these songs, that's why it's funny around here. We don't sing any unbelief. I don't like none of those unbelieving songs. If it don't, I don't like it, I get rid of it. Okay? I'm telling you, you better get that. So I don't want to sing none of these songs that ain't, ain't, ain't about the Spirit of God. I don't want to be dealing with none of this stuff. I, I don't, I'm just, we, we speak the word. So you're in a safe place, and maybe you're watching or something, but we want the word of God coming out of our mouth. So when we're singing this song, How Great You Are, that's not just a, that's not just a, a song we're singing. It's a confession of our heart, right? We sing that new song, right? We, all these songs we sing, nothing's going to hold me back. I'm more than a conqueror. We're releasing faith-filled words because it's in our heart. Now, here's my question. I'm going to let you go with this. Why am I not a praiser? Why am I not a worshiper? And why am I not full of thanksgiving? You got to chip through some layers, man. Layers of the heart, attitudes of the heart, areas of the heart. You got to chip through because if you do not take the time. Now, listen to me. To start cultivating this, you're going to be in a worship service. And I've seen this. I've seen a row of people, and one guy's staring at the sky, could care less, looking at his watch, and you got somebody over there crying their eyes out, getting their life changed forever. And I said, how in the heaven could one person's life be getting changed forever? Oh, my Jesus, glory to God. And another person's life ain't even got been touched by it. I don't know. Now, that ain't, my, that ain't just my um, opinion. That's a reality. Now, I'm not saying every service you've got to be jumping up and down and banging off the wall and going all wild. But my God in heaven, worship should be more to me and you than just a ritual. You know, I think sometimes like, well, that's what we do in the beginning of service, right? Ain't that the way it goes sometimes? We can show up late. It's only worship, you know? And then sometimes, you know, 
they used to ask me, I don't tell you what's up, man, with me. I don't even want to tell you this. But sometimes they're like, well, Pastor Chris, you know, man, sometimes I come up here. I used to tell the praise team, I tell them all the time. I was like, hey, man, don't let those people's response um, determine how good you think you're doing. Whoa, did he just say that for real? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Because why? Because if you don't get this figured out, you might be missing encounters with God because moments with God need to be understood, recognized. I might just be missing in a moment when God wants to touch me. Coming here all flat, man, some of the best times of my worship was when I was carrying the heaviest burdens. The Bible said, man, if you can get into his presence and just lift up your hands. Man, sometimes it says, you know, you ever, you ever see this? Lift up your hands and worship the Lord. People don't even want to lift up their hands. The Bible says, present your body a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable act of worship. It's what you and I are supposed to do. It's what we're supposed to do. Train yourself to be a worshiper. Train yourself to be a praiser. And train yourself to be a person of thanksgiving. If you don't train yourself, it doesn't come autopilot just because you know you're supposed to do it. You got to train yourself, remind yourself, develop yourself, and you got to walk it, talk it, and become it. Because if you don't, it ain't automatically going to happen, guys. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person watching at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Father, that you're leading them, you're guiding them, you're helping them. You're making a way for them to see and know greater than ever before who you are in their life, and as they develop this art of worship, as they develop this act of praise, and as they develop this heart of thanksgiving, you will never let them be the same again because you're leading them into your courts. You're taking them into your gates. You're allowed. You said you inhabit the praises of your people. Father, I know that if we become praisers and worshipers and people of thanksgiving, you will be in our presence. Father, we love you and we thank you and bless them and keep them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, guys. I'm so excited, man. We've got a lot of cool stuff happening. Stay updated. Stay connected. It's going to be an awesome month. This series is going to change your life and take you from another level of where you are to another level where you need to be. That's the truth. God bless you, and I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.